welcome back to another episode of BT Dubs. Beyond the Weeds. The restaurant industry podcast, the only one you'll ever need, brought to you by two self-proclaimed industry lifers. Tommy, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I was thinking uh, this is kind of worth mentioning. I think this episode, we're taping it uh, in advance because I'll be in Thailand when it comes out. And uh, something interesting. Most people go to Thailand for you know beaches and ping pong shows and any oh, variety love of a good ping pong show. of uh, misbehavior experience. and fun in the sun. Uh, but uh, I go just about every year now. Um, and this year, one of the highlights for me is I'm getting a root canal. Ooh, yeah, a little major dental surgery. Uh, is for it going to my... happen indoors? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. No anesthesia, hopefully limited flies. Um, no, actually, you know, the, there's a lot, there's like a whole, uh, travel for dentistry, like industry in Thailand and for, you know, obviously the, the big ones like plastic surgery and boob jobs and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, you know, the, it's like the, my dentist office is charging somewhere in the three thousands for this root canal and I've been putting it off. Um, and he keeps being like, you got to get it done. You got to get it done. Uh, and I was like, I wonder how much it would be there. And it's like 500 or something like that. So it's going to be a significant savings. Who knows at what risk or if, the th- <laughs> you know, if they're just going to like put some silly putty in there and uh, send me on my way. But uh, all the, re- the reviews seem to be pretty positive. But if I come back and can't talk and this is the last episode we ever get, then uh, let's make it count. <laughs> well, now, you know, you, now you know we'll have to go to a video situation and Tommy will have to just mime his parts. Yeah, exactly. I'll just text the show. <laughs> you can read it. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm very excited and scared for you both at the same time, but um, hopefully we have a podcast still when you return. Yes, hopefully. Um, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, today's episode, we're going to touch on um, the, you know, faction of of people that work in the industry, not because they love it and live and breathe it like you and I do and talk about frequently, but because they're doing it out of pure necessity to earn income while they're pursuing other dreams. Um, It has the most flexible hours, the most, you know, money per minute, I suppose. Right. The biggest Um, bang for the buck. Right. So it it becomes kind of a a safe haven for your actors, comedians, singers, Broadway wannabes that um, are able to do this to pay the rent while still, you know, scheduling auditions and whatnot. Um, Which brings me around to something Tommy and I have discussed, which we agree is the most annoying, offensive, and intrusive question that you can ever ask your server or bartender that does get asked all of the time. And what is that question, Tommy? That question, so rudely, is, so what do you really do? Or what, do you, what would you, like, basically, like, I know you don't really like what you're doing. You're not here because you want to be doing this. What do you really do? It's also like, you're better than this, clearly. You're only doing this because you want to be doing something else. And for the record, Becky, uh, <laughs> I take eight weeks of vacation every year. And, yeah. uh, you know, three of them are to Thailand, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Like, the, uh, this, is, this is what I like to do because of things like that. Yeah. And it's just, it's so presumptuous. Um, And then, you know, there's the follow up. So like, you know, for me, when I get asked that and have several times over the years, my answer is always, well, this is my career. And then people kind of like backtrack a little bit like, oh, oh, well, you know, that's great, too. Yeah. Telling them that this is what I do and that it's a great job and it's an actual certifiable career sends them back on their heels and it's great to watch because then they have to be like oh no no it's great no uh, you know it's a, it's a respectable position I, I'm really happy for you and it's like yeah 
it's just funny because like you wouldn't ask that question to almost anyone else. Like for example, when you're at your Thai dentist, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully when you say, "What do you really want to be doing?" Their answer isn't, "Oh, well, I'm mainly a figure skater. I just do this on the weekend." Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna hope that that Thai dentist is really committed to that craft. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, in that vein, we're we're talking about uh, sort of the you know the other side of the coin, the people that actually do do this uh, to pursue other things and do have uh, some, they do only do it uh, for the money and so that they can free up their time to, to focus on, uh, on their true passion. Uh, and sometimes what that leads to is an attitude that kind of tells that story. Uh, <laughs> we're calling this the DGAF episode. P- servers who, they don't necessarily uh, not completely not give a fuck, but they kind of don't give a fuck. And we're being joined today by a very dear friend of mine who I had an opportunity to witness firsthand her level of DGAF at a certain corporate steakhouse we may have mentioned a time or two yeah, the corporate on steakhouse. Uh, previous episodes. Um, and uh, her performance there, or lack thereof, was just really amazing to watch. And I'm so happy that I got to be a part of that. I wish I could have seen it. And this individual has really done super well for herself having used that as a stepping stone to further her actual careers and talents. Um, and joining us after the break, we have Miss Melissa Stokoski. Sweet. Stick around. Right after the break, we'll be back with Melissa. All right. Welcome back. Uh, it is my pleasure to introduce Melissa Stokoski. Thank you. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Pleasure and an honor. Thank you for the <laughs> lovely intro. And I'm honored to be on the DGAF <laughs> episode. I take great pride in the lack of care. I that guess is that so I good. That is not so, lack of so care. Refreshing. I will say not lack of care for customers. Cause I think what I did love about being in the industry was the fun that I could have with someone, you know, when you have the right table and you have the right situation and you can make someone's birthday fun and all of that. Yes. So in, I think one of my favorite things about working with you was watching how annoyed management would be at you doing everything against the rules, like literally like the opposite of the rule book and set of guidelines we were given and the customers still loving you and asking for you the next time. Uh-huh. Totally. totally. Like totally. doing I'm it wrong pony. in their opinion, yeah. but uh, making it work. Yeah. Totally. And I think that is what people liked about me in fine dining was that, where they made it might have expected someone to be very uh, distinct and punctual, not giving a shit really oddly worked for me. I'm not saying it's a good idea for everyone, but, and I did fully get fired from said establishment. Uh, but you know, the tenure was longer than I think anyone anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. One of my, I, I just, sorry, I'm going to keep jumping in with these cause there's so many, but we were required to wear like white button down shirts um, underneath a jacket. First of all, <laughs> let's say that sentence white button down shirts. That is the, n- not the right environment I for agree. that. Like, <laughs> and but, to for, to make women wear that it has always baffled me. Like you'll go to a place where it's like a woman in a shirt and a tie, and it's like, come on, my boobs well, don't fit in here. Everything's terrible. Well, right. the thing about this uniform is our this jack- uniform was not meant for any gender or non gender. <laughs> yeah. It was. It certainly wasn't meant for the restaurant dog. business. Literally, like yeah, yeah. literally Who are we farm here? animals. Yeah. Um, but the, the potatoes that covered most of the white button down shirt. So you're truly only seeing like kind of like a little V in the front where the tie's not covering and then the collar. So this one right here, Melissa, 
came up with the brilliant situation where she had like a completely sleeveless, <laughs> like dickie. collared white dicky, <laughs> and like white is giving it a lot of credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started white. I remember the first time I saw that in the dressing room, and I was just like, "You are just I'm in a full amazing." Tank top, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tank top with a collar. Yeah, uh-huh. that was wild. there's no back. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a halter yeah. uh, bathing suit transition, and like just like no, like not even like apologetically black jeans, not even dress pants ever. Well, that was only because I did get in trouble for the stretch pants situation. I was wearing like full blown like jazz pants, you know, like with a bit of a flare, like, like full glitter. spandex, yeah, shiny jazz pants. And it worked for months, for months. That was the thing where it's like, if I can get away with something for several months and now you're mad about it, that's on you. Yep. This is a habit now. Yeah. So I can't change. You needed to correct you this You should have been beginning. on this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you're absolutely right. No. I'm not. Um, <laughs> but well, I, you're not wrong. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> no, I was a full terror to everyone who ever employed me, and I am grateful and uh, appreciate all that they did. Well, what we don't want to lose <laughs> sight of is that, you know, the other side of this, which is that you were actively pursuing something else. So this was yes. a survival job for you. This was not a passion. This was not something that you were like, I'm going to, you know, iron my things every day and look perfect and be Wear great sleeves. and have right, sleeves right. on underneath, you you know, like, yeah. <laughs> underneath the apron, the zippers open. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, But no, so you, you know, you were actively pursuing something else. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing comedy for um, six years, six or seven years, and um, I don't know, I mean, I worked in restaurants before that as well, like, I started in high school, this has always been, to me, like, the way that made sense to make money, Mm -hmm. like, hours, two dollars of making, there was never any other way, I was not going to work retail, I was not going to do any of that, this was always, I loved the pace of it, you know, the spazziness of it, the people are the most fun people that you will ever hang out with. It's the best. So when I moved here, I knew that that's what I would get into. And it was difficult because I knew I would make money, obviously, in dinner shifts. But I do comedy. We're doing shows at the time, open mics. All of that stuff happens at night, starting at 8, usually done by 10, 11. So the exact hours I was working. So it was really difficult up top to balance all of that. And it was literally like I was working another job almost because I was trying to write during the day, perform at night while also working during the day and working at night, just kind of figuring out where I can do each of those. So it was super overwhelming, but just absolutely necessary for a while. Um, And then we were chatting. I just started working only lunch shifts, Uh which seemingly sounds great. And honestly, where we were working at Corporate Steakhouse, TM, um, <laughs> that was, I think, one of the best lunch situations I could have had. Yeah, the we hours were are in, short. Yeah. yeah, short hours, 100 bucks usually. Most of us were still drunk anyway. Yeah, like, I'm already awake. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. it did work well, but, you know... It was not necessarily. Uh, so we money. mentioned that that famous question uh, at the top of the show. The you know what do you really do and and would you answer that honestly if people asked you like oh so you know are you an actress or yeah you, but uh, it still annoyed me right either it, way I mean it's beyond rude so. yeah, like the follow up to oh I'm rude. a comedian is tell me a joke well that's right? just oh, as bad yeah, yeah I mean yeah. in my regular life now whenever I have to tell anyone I'm in comedy it's a nightmare it's an absolute nightmare do people I, still say stupid sh- things like yeah, that yeah like, I mean tell people. Me a joke? Yeah, tell me a joke, any of that kind of stuff. Like, nobody knows how to treat 
anyone, especially <laughs> just in an all right. And that's camp. our show. Nobody yeah, knows, how, nobody to treat knows anyone. how to treat anyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, like people are fucking rude and they don't understand things. And I think people who are so inundated in like regular nine to five life, anyone living outside of that is whether they're aware or of it or not threatening to them. And I think that's why you get that mm. question. And that's why is they want to like play with this weird power. Dynamic. It's like, fuck you. You know what you're doing. Uh-huh. And Act they're like a or it's, yeah, it is that power thing where they're like, well, I'm a s- established oh, real estate agent yeah, or whatever. You're, and you you're fucking just, hate your life. And I you're know. Just a silly little wannabe, whatever. Yeah, it's insane. I sometimes would answer it honestly, or I would say I'm a writer, or I work in entertainment, or something more vague. And um, if I did say comedy, they'd be like, "You want to tell me a joke?" And I'd be like, "Yo, I'm off the clock," or like some kind of stupid thing. But Ugh, it's just like yeah. having to do that. It's just like I'm not making enough money to have this annoying conversation with you. Right. Yep. Like, here's your Caesar salad. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You stop talking about me now. Is that why you came here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else you got? Any other good uh, DGAF mm. stories? I mean, I guess my, well, this is, I guess, stretched uh, across the platform of my life where I don't necessarily mesh well with authority figures. And understandably so, I guess, you know, there was frustration with me. I feel like I'm making myself sound like more of a nightmare than I was. Or maybe I was just a complete nightmare. But I think that, um, kind of the war that I had with the management was like what a kind of kept me going in a fun way <laughs> and B like was a total nightmare intention. Cause I'd never meant to just kind of be like, Oh, I don't care. I didn't actively not care. It was like, I'm tired. I like, mm-hmm. you or know, this is just how I do there. it. Like, yeah, I, I'm this not going to the conform. way that I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Similarly to what you said about the nine to fivers feeling threatened by those of us that, work these odd hours and odd jobs from their perspective. I think that there are a certain set of managers, um, which I can definitely loop in the ones that we worked for who feel threatened by people succeeding outside of the restaurant industry because certain management feel as though you working for their place is the best thing that you can ever do. And it's the highest you're ever going to reach in your life. And, and how could you not recognize how, dare you, how lucky you are that you're right. going to do something better? I mean, I think it's annoying for any boss to like work with someone who's having something outside of what they're doing. If they're expecting them to be a full-time employee. But like I had a boss say to me, if you're here to just come in and make money and leave, then I don't want you working here or something like that. But those were the exact words is, here to come in and make money and leave. And it's like, that's exactly why I'm everyone here. is doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think it is just about finding the right situation. Cause there are places where people like fully support outside endeavors. And then there are places where there doesn't seem to be room for that. But to me, I was kind of like, okay, well, if I had a kid, I'd be trying to get home to the kid or I'd maybe, you know, they have fucking dance class at night or something and I have to take them. I can't work nights anymore. What's the difference? And they they would support that. And like, that's why it's, it's, it's interesting. No, they would go out of their way to support that. They'd be like, she can have whatever she wants. She has a baby. I've seen that, you know, with you know, Oh my God, it's scheduling this morning. I can't come in for lunch. uh, Right. This, this guy used to work with had a baby and all of a sudden he got the dream schedule and got whatever he wanted. And you know, he could come and go as he pleased because he had a baby. Totally. Also, do you know why I'm good at the job? Because I'm funny because I do stand up because I'm doing this. So it's like everything. And especially at corporate steakhouse, it was often, 
we hire you for your personality. We want you to oh, be yourself, be but yourself, also follow this exact fun. script. But be more every like time. this yourself <laughs> than your real right. self. Yeah. Which I think did change over the years because I started working for Corporate Steakhouse uh, <laughs> before I lived in New York, and <laughs> I was the same there. I think everyone was you know shocked that I didn't get fired. And I think when I wanted to transfer, they were like, "Well, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, uh, you can go. Like, you can have She's her. She's needed to be out of here for a while." Um, but I think that like individuality was definitely more appreciated in the earlier years. Uh-huh. Whereas after, you know, kind of a transfer was made, um, I don't know what year that necessarily was, but things kind of shifted over. It became more and more corporate, corporate as yeah. time uh-huh. went by. And because it, it was bought by different uh, a, a bigger corporate yeah. entity. <laughs> it became it became a situation where we had to like We've been talking about Bubblegum Shrimp Co. We all worked at Bubblegum. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, we just need to put be sorry, honest. I corporate love shrimp, house. shrimp house. <laughs> <laughs> corporate shrimp house. We got all kinds of shrimp there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, we will take a quick break and when we come back, uh let tell us one of your favorite war stories. Um we will get that after the break. Everybody, hit the deck and batten down the hatches. Whatever that means, it's time for a war story. Right. So real quick, everyone, before we get into Melissa's war story, which I am dying to hear, um, I just want to recognize the fact that she has made it out on the other side. She has been clean now for four years-ish from the industry. That is a milestone. Has not served a beverage while getting paid for or or a piece of food and, and... Almost five years, I think. That's a huge accomplishment. I'm not sure when it was. 2015 sounds right to me. Well, either way, yeah. bravo. Bravo. Let's I cheers our Coors, Coors Original Coors. Banquet Beer Tall Boys that yes. we have here. Gorge. Yes, today's, today's episode is brought to you by Coors. Sponsored by the Rocky Mountain 24-ounce can yes. of Banquet Beer. Oh, it is golden. It is delicious. But it is also war story time, so let's get right into Great. it. Great. Well, I think... I'm going to share one from pre-New York because this was, I think, just like one of the biggest, just like huge disasters that I've had. Nice. So I'm in Pittsburgh. I'm, of course, famously fucking the bartender, as <laughs> one is to do. So it's was I fully focused? No, but it was, yeah, one of the job responsibilities. Um, we, no, just, we were dating for like two years. Regardless, was uh, distracted by him all the time. So I was, I remember being busy Nothing too crazy. Um, I think I did have like one really fun table that I was probably, you know, pretty focused on. And then one, you know, just kind of boring people. And I don't remember which table it was for, but I quickly ring in all the stuff, la, 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 fun, like four or five different steaks, uh, temps, whatever. Keep working, keep working. The food runners run the stuff out and they come to me with six, like, lamb chops um a random like chicken scallops i was like what the fuck did you guys do i was like i didn't order any of this and they just like showed me the ticket and it was literally like i felt like i had a stroke i was like where did this come from like i log into my thing and there it is like four lambs a chicken let's say i was like what and it was literally like two porterhouse rare and like just like the dumbest a party of two yeah literally where did all these extra people come from just it was the right amount of people but just like an insane one of the mistakes where i'm just like how did i even like 
you can't trace it back. You know what I mean? Like you can't be like, oh, I guess I hit this instead of this. It was just literally like you lost your mind temporarily. I literally had a stroke and ordered entirely the wrong food so it was not only like an embarrassing mistake it was a lengthy mistake because of course no one orders a steak rare in that situation they're like no a medium well fucking sirloin that you know is going to take another 20 minutes <laughs> they all thought i was a huge idiot because they saw me like freaking out and you know had chicken in front of them they were like what the fuck is going on <laughs> nope, this isn't ours <laughs> and obviously a very expensive mistake <laughs> because yeah. they made all of the wrong food so um, I was lucky in that I had like a cool manager there at the time and he would just always look at me like with big eyes and just like shake his head. And be like, <laughs> like here she goes doing? again. <laughs> but he was really cool. He was like always on my team. He was like a New Orleans like musician guy just randomly living in Pittsburgh. So we like got each other and he was like, I <laughs> Did know. Did you get to eat the mistake food? That's always No, the, that was yeah. like one of the major punishments. Uh -huh. Oh, bus, I think that's probably. Everybody else did, but you weren't allowed to. probably what we should mainly talk about with me is I think I survived only on the food of our <laughs> restaurant and I had a really great system for it too. I had like several little like office areas set up being the mm -hmm. bread closet. Yep. And the beginning of the dish pit. And up I, high in the dish pit was good. Yeah, you could stash, put a yeah. little stash houses. I, for your Pellegrino every day out of glass <laughs> bottles. Uh, I was living a luxurious, <laughs> luxurious life. The Sometimes I'd have bladders. shrimp cocktail yeah. in my pocket. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, that's case. what those pockets were for. Remember the shrimp fridge? We had a, yes, where the there was always in the shrimp <laughs> fridge. <laughs> where the bulk of shrimp cocktail was stored. They were like, <laughs> we would just take shifts going in there and just like eating as much shrimp as possible. Someone literally caught, caught me with like a lobster tail hanging out of my mouth. I was like, God, I'm Whoopsie. sorry. This is who I am. <laughs> Yeah, I, my other major war story, which is um, where I did feel I was dominated mentally, and it was unfortunate, was uh, when I started working at Corporate Steakhouse, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get my nose pierced. Is that cool? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. So, of course, I do it. And <laughs> again, DGAF. months and months and months go by. I have it's in not the whole only, time. yeah, not only the stud, I got to the point where I have a hoop for a long time. I remember. A long time. So, it's, I'm very obviously have it. It's not something teeny that you don't, it's a full ring. And um, I had a table of regulars come in and they literally like paid my rent those guys i, I remember I'm them. so appreciative of them they would just come in and blow it up and it was so great so um they were there my boss told me they were there and she was like okay yeah go ahead uh just take out your nose ring first and i was just like like time stopped i'm in like uh -huh. the matrix i was like what you know about this like it was just <laughs> like shocked that she brought it up and in that decision i was just like oh okay well actually like it's gonna close up if i take it out so I'll just like do it right after or something like that. And she was like, no, do it. And I was like, please don't make me do this. I was like freaking out. I was like, no, now like, of this all is the times suck. Of yeah, all exactly. The well, like right now. I want to interject because this is an example of what I mentioned earlier where Melissa had these regulars that spent a ton of money and would only let her serve them. Uh -huh. And it annoyed our manager to no end that probably no offense, but somebody she considered like her like D squad in terms of like, and this is the thing though. Okay. D squad. Sure. But like I had a, um, like a evaluation or whatever. One time this was in Pittsburgh, but he was just like, <sighs> 
you're the best and the worst. The best and the worst. And that sums me up as a human uh-huh. in general. Like, strikes and gutters, man. It's uh-huh. just like nothing in between. You you love me, hate me. It's, it, you're charmed by my inadequacy in certain ways. And then my, you know. Yeah. I would say that's true. That she was irritated that she... She had to keep me around trying for to that. retaliate in any way. She right, totally. like that just seems like such a, a power move to be like, "Oh, your A list table is here." Real quick before you go out there, I'm going to pull this trick right. right now. Right, she was probably because otherwise it up. I'd be like, "No," and I'd walk out. But I'm like, I actually it's walk sad to me yeah. how much money I sold out for. But actually, that time they had brought in like other people. It was like a three hundred dollar tip, and I like desperately needed money. But I fully betrayed myself and took out my nose ring and like oh you did you took it out i fucking took it out and like cried after i was devastated and i was like okay you won this round but that was really when i like fully emotionally checked out because i was just like fuck you you're just being mean Mm -hmm. like there is no it doesn't look like you're wearing one now was that the end no that was the end oh my god isn't that sad well i was like i'm not gonna go through it again like it closes that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I had and like, I was like, I'm like, I have to wait for that to heal. Get it repierced. Wear the stud again. Like, God. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck. Whenever I do have, um, you know, whatever midlife crisis shit I go through, I'm like, should I get my fucking nose pierced? And I, <laughs> I'm sure someday I will be, uh, manic It'll enough be time to do again. it. Let's bring yeah. eyebrow piercings back, guys. All like, of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just trash it back That'd up. That'd be fun. Yeah. I've always wanted like a center lip one too. Oh, I yeah. think that's kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah, in uh their defense, I was completely breaking the rules, but it's just like the timing of it was such a knife twist. Yeah, that was you know? yeah, that, that was very calculated. I seemed. feel like she was saving it up. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> she was waiting until the moment she totally. knew it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. To make me like fully walk out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. yeah. You're gonna walk out. I should yeah. have. With in an alternate universe, yeah. I walked out. And you still have a nose ring. And I still have a nose ring. <laughs> And I'm fucking wild. And you're homeless. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm living on the streets. But you're right. Homeless I'm living and right. in Midtown outside of Corporate Steakhouse. <laughs> Bathing in the Blue fountain. That's what I was going to say. Don't give it away. Oh, uh, uh, God. Yeah. Well, it, that was awesome. It was painful. <laughs> thank you for that, Melissa. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, we will R. take R. another uh, quick break. And when we come back, it's game time. That's the best time. Oh, my God. Game time. All right. We'll be right back. You know what that sweet polka music means? It's game time. Okay, I hope you have wrapped up your polka dancing. Um, It is game time, as you have heard. It's the best time. So this is a game that we are now on our second series of because there is just so much material here. Never fails us. Uh, anybody that's been paying attention, our corporate steakhouse episode actually with our friend Kat, we played the Yelp game and we're bringing it back, you guys. So basically, um, Tommy's playing as well. He does not know the Yelp reviews I've selected. Yeah, I don't even know really what we're what it is. So I'm going I'm, to read wait. actual Yelp reviews. These are real. These have been posted. These exist. And you both are being tasked with guessing how many stars. So... The reviews are real. The reviews are there. I'm going to read most, if not all, of the review, and you're going to guess how many stars are attached to the review. All right. Wait, nice. What's the max of stars? I know it's, it's one to five. five. No half okay, stars. Cool. Yeah. Okay. No half stars allowed. <laughs> all right. Let's kick it off because we have a lot this time. Um, 
ate dinner here, ordered the heirloom tomato and burrata app. While eating the cheese, I noticed something strange and flipped it over to reveal a whole pickled wasp on my plate. It took 10 minutes for the waiter to come to our table and we pointed to the plate. His response was to laugh and say, I'll get you another one. No apologies, no explanation as to why there were insects in my food. Outraged, my friend alerted the head host, who is mildly apologetic, but offered no explanation or response that seemed appropriate for this transgression. I've gotten better service at Denny's. Your money is better spent elsewhere. This is pretty good for the DGAF episode. I like that. And also pickled wasp. I could see myself having, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely horrifying to see a pickled wasp. But (laughs) there is something kind of fun about being a server and having a customer like literally freaking out and then you just being like, (laughs) sucks. And then like taking away and pursuing (laughs) what you need to do. But like just having the opposite reaction that they're having. Instead of being like, oh my God. But then. Like matching their energy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The other night I was out and there was a literal baby cockroach like crawling across the bar. No, no, no. And they gave us 10% off. Of the whole check, which... Not enough. Yes. No, not nearly enough. Agreed. So I was like, okay, this is my karma coming back to haunt me. Yeah. Also, them calling over the quote-unquote head hostess was not going to get them very far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) That girl goes to FIT. She doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. She does not care. Or even if she does care, she does not know how to put it into words and express (laughs) how on your team she is about this. They're barely literate most of the time. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) All right, so how many stars? You have to have a hostess episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can't now. No, no idea. <laughs> no, we Disparage will. their community. <laughs> Important part of the, of the experience, you guys. Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, I like the tables. <laughs> Specifically the numbers I of think them. just because sometimes these things can be real curveballs, like I've had worse service at Denny's and blah, 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 but then they'll give like five stars, but I don't think this one is going in that direction. Uh, do you want to guess first? Or do I'm going to guess two. Uh, two sounds... About right, but I'm gonna go with three just for good measure. It is a one star review. Uh, um, yeah, they were not, and like, how did they know that the wasp was pickled? Yeah, I know, pickled question. wasp. That's what I'm like, that could have been smell part, of that could have been they intentional. They were just having fun creatively right. with like, their. I'm gonna sit down with my Some Yelp review and really. Love. This is the other thing with customers is that sometimes this is what they go out to eat for is to have a bad time and to get angry and to write about it. And that, in turn, ends up being a good time for them. So ultimately, they enjoyed themselves. Right. So it should have been a higher star review. I had had so much fun writing this bad review. Five stars. I (laughs) fought with my husband. I wrote this. I got to yell at two different people at the restaurant. (laughs) Congrats. And then they got to talk about themselves on social media. So everyone won. And they have this story now to tell at every cocktail party. (laughs) Pickled wasp. So... um, this next one I considered not reading because it is one long run on sentence, but the content, it really just takes you on a, on a roller coaster ride. So I'm going to attempt this to the best of my ability. Don't, well, don't add per, without uh, having any punctuation, punctuation none whatsoever. <laughs> right. All right. <clears throat> best place to load up on cheap beans and rice. while the girl you've casually been screwing has to take her pet rabbit to the emergency vet around the corner because it got into her weed stash while you were casually screwing her and you don't have the balls to just completely leave her there and trek back to Manhattan because she's kind of freaky and the sex is good enough to keep having, but you still need to eat and there's nothing to do at the emergency vet, but wait, since a pot eating bunny is not really class one trauma and you don't really know her well enough to care too much about a damn rabbit that runs freely through an apartment and eats weed to stick around and hold her hand or anything. So Clearly you, this is Bushwick. So you split the difference and chow down and maybe it's just the pot talking, but Jesus Christ are those good beans and rice. 
<laughs> sounds, to me, this is a five star review. Yeah, I uh, and lots of detail here. I like that. It's rich with uh, the uh, neighborhood is Gowanus, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, all right. I was like, oh, a free running rabbit. This is definitely some House of Yes person. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say four stars. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, You're going it's with nothing five, positive, Tommy? but positive. Yeah, I'm going with five. It's five. It's yeah. five stars. Nice. So it, the El Nuevo portal in Gowanus apparently has beans and rice that are. You know, gonna live up to you having to deal with the They're the best beans and rice you can get before you go to the emergency vet. <laughs> well, he didn't go at all. <laughs> oh, he went there and she went to yeah, the vet. Yeah, he went. To the <laughs> seemed like she gotcha. needed to absolve his own guilt. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just right. needed to put it some somewhere. comfort food. Okay, so this one is not regular karaoke place. <laughs> no eatable food in here. This place stink. Old, dirty, garbage, basement type of smell. Overpriced drinks. But there is lots of hoochie mama bartender. I like it. Three exclamation points. All right. What so the food sucks. The karaoke, karaoke sucks. It smells in there. But there's some hot hoochie mama bartenders. Yes. I like it. Three exclamation points. Five stars. Four. One. One? Yeah. Uh, apparently he didn't get any. He really cared enough. about the food. Yeah. He was there for I the get it. experience. I get that. There's one karaoke bar that I go to a lot in Chinatown, and they have food, and it always looks. Incredible. Is it Biney? No, it's upstairs uh, on Canal. It's pronounced Canal. Oh. <laughs> a dinner at Blank is an unforgettable experience, not to be missed. It's a beautiful restaurant. The food is fantastic. You'll be thinking about it long after the meal is over. The butter chicken, known in some places as makni, was tender, moist pieces of dark meat chicken smothered in a delicious sauce with tomatoes, honey, cardamom, and what I'm assuming was a pound of laxatives. The exotic <laughs> flavors and aromas of India came flooding back to me as I literally peed out of my butt. And then they justify the amount of stars in the next line. Um, to me, this is a dream scenario. Uh I will sometimes seek out spicy food or certain things just f- not to, I don't necessarily want to revisit the, <laughs> the the meal like smelling like it did when I had it the first time, but you know, something that's going to make you go, sometimes you need that. <laughs> to challenge your body. Yeah, to challenge yeah. your body and to, you know, kind of like to, to start over, a cleanse. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. So to me, this is a five-star review. I'm going to say three. Okay, what's well, a four-star review, and they justify it in the split. next line. Four stars for the truly delicious food and unimpeachable service. Minus one star for expensive biryani and turning me into a human flamethrower. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fine. You only took off one star They're for being that. very kind. Yeah. Um, okay, today I got back with my girlfriend. I was here for about a week and had a great time. My mom doesn't let me go out, so it was like a prom or social gathering, but with all guys. I felt cool. It gave me a feeling of importance, and my girlfriend said she likes bad boys, so I think it turned her on when I was here. The food was okay. Not the best, and I would have done anything for a cup of noodles. I felt like a man for once in my life. I can't stop telling all my friends. I put the picture they took of me next to my high school diploma, and my mom slapped the glasses off of my face. This time it left a mark. I wanted her to have a good time like I did, so I called the police, and now she's in county jail, and she'll thank me later. So this is a review of a jail, guys. I just wanted to read it. (laughs) (laughs) I was your... Oh, my God. He was in jail for about a week? Yeah, they mentioned the food, though. Oh, right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, they do serve food in jail. That's something that's worth noting. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I felt like a man for once in my life. Wow. Surrounded by all guys. Got a point with his girlfriend, too, apparently. And he got his mom to go to jail, too. The whole time I was picturing, like... 
corporate steakhouse. Or, like, yeah, just like some kind of bro bar. Sorry, yeah. I threw a yeah. twist in there. <laughs> Love it. So what's our what's our guess here? Oh, on the jail oh, stars? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five, uh, right? I think five, too, yeah. Yeah, it's the San Francisco County Jail, guys. So this is a five-star review, but they only have a two-star rating. So apparently... Not everyone else who goes to San Francisco County Jail feels the same about their experience. You know, it's so. an average. So it takes, good a, to know. it takes a high and a low to make an average. Okay. Next, we're going to... This one spoils itself right off the bat. There's a lot of different capitalizations happening, but once again, I'll read this to the best of my ability. Wendy's, son. This place <laughs> balling, yo. Chicken nuggets be crispy like you never seen. I tried one and was like, what? Are you serious, Wendy? Mean girls work in the fryer, though. This one chick wouldn't let me holla. I was like, please, you ugly anyway. Wow. End of review? End of review. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted to take you going. I know. I want to hear five. more about this. Is, this sounds like a five. Although, unless he's taking <laughs> off points for not letting her holler at him, holler at whatever. Mm-hmm. She refused the holler. Uh, but still, I mean, the Nuggets were top notch. This got to be a five star <laughs> review. Yes, <laughs> it is five stars. Yes, it sounds like it. And five star <laughs> review, in my opinion, you know, I think he reviewed it perfectly. Okay, this next one, buckle up because this has layers, dude. Um, okay, so this one, we'll just start at the beginning, and then I'll explain. I paid a cover to get in on a Saturday night, was having a good time, had a couple of vodka drinks. Then I committed the terrible crime of asking for a glass of water. I was told I could not have any tap water and that I had to pay two fifty for bottled water. Great. Plastic right back into the landfill. I was really dehydrated, <laughs> bought the water, but didn't bother tipping the douchebag bartender. I won't be returning to this place. They made an undeserved $2.50 and in the process lost hundreds in future sales. Good job, morons. Ooh, take that. This but you paid a cover charge? I think, though. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, cover charge, that sucks. Also, like, a lot of restaurants do not recycle. I would say majority do For not sure. recycle. We've touched on that before. Yeah, yeah. So he's not wrong about that either. I think that is one thing that they have right and that should be changed. I'm going to say one. One star? It's sounding pretty low. Yeah, one or two. Okay, so this is a one-star review from um, March 22nd, 2009. On May 10th, 2011, the same reviewer wrote again, <laughs> almost two years out now, haven't been back. As I said, you made $2.50 you didn't deserve and lost out on a couple thousand dollars I would have spent there by now. Ooh. Way to win over your customers. Snap. Also, one star. Sorry, guys, but we're going to keep going. May 15th, 2013. <laughs> Coming up on four years now of not having been back <laughs> since they robbed me of money to buy Love a glass of water. Despite having been drinking actual alcohol beverages all evening, they've lost plenty of my money. And guys, this is the level of petty I aspire to this someday. Is, this is incredible this to is still be thinking about it wonderful. four years later. <laughs> we have one more. Oh, my God. Date? <laughs> March 23rd, 2014. It has been five years now since I spent a single dollar in this place. They've lost a couple thousand now in sales from me. I hope the $3 they made on the glass of tap water they charged me is paying their bills. God knows I won't be. Damn. It went up to $3, huh? That is true dedication. Yeah, he's in it. Where there. is this place? Let's what is it? Hold on a second. Let's it's the San Francisco County Jail. <laughs> <laughs> 
the uh, Rodizio Grill in Denver, Colorado. Mm. And that reviewer's name is... Make sure if you ever go to the Rodizio... Robert S. Robert S. is not a happy camel. You should bring a a camel back. Oh, God. He has 67 Yelp reviews. I need to dig into the rest of them. Oh, I can only imagine the the level of petty. Okay, so um, next up we have my lover Karen and I adore this place so much that we're considering holding our commitment ceremony here. I really do hope that they do weddings. And this is a review for a Chick-fil-A. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I think that it sounds like a same-sex scenario, and Chick-fil-A got into a lot of hot water over their same-sex policy. This mm. is clearly a, uh, dig, a dig at I didn't think of it Chick-fil-A. that way. So I, I can't imagine this person actually has any strong, positive feelings about Chick-fil-A. True. So this is a one-star review. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Or it's Kanye West. <laughs> Ten stars. Um, okay, so this is... From Bruce W. Wait, how many stars for the Chick-fil-A? Oh, I'm sorry. It was five. It was five. Oh, of course. So it's tongue-in-cheek, apparently. So, yeah, they really committed to the uh, sarcasm. Karen and her lover probably did not get married at Chick-fil-A. You never know. Um, this is a review about a place called Sexy Pizza. They overcharged me because I was drunk. That's some very non-sexy behavior. Unless Denver, <laughs> <laughs> Unless Denver has the... I don't know what this means. Unless Denver has the some word that's indiscernible of all sales taxes, they clearly ripped me off. Pizza was decent, not sexy. Mm. Two stars. I'll say three. Decent pizza, unsexy pricing. Three stars. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Right. Yes. And our last one, also pizza-centric. Um, my pizza had too much crust on it, so I decided to start a small fire in the bathroom. I was, sh- <laughs> I was shocked. This is mine. <laughs> I was shocked and appalled when they asked me to leave. They pushed me out so quickly, I didn't even have time to grab my crossbow from the booth I was sitting at. It was unprofessional and rude. I have received a warm welcome from almost every other restaurant I have started a fire in, and I certainly will not be returning to this one. Some people have too much time on their hands. One star. Yeah, five stars. It is one star, uh-huh. and it is ridiculous, but it's just like obviously not true. Hopefully it is, but probably not. But it's just another example of how stupid Yelp is. It's stupid. Yes. It doesn't mean anything. Yes, but people take it so seriously. They do, there and they There is shouldn't. no way to like vet your reviews, No, right? and you also can't then, take no. them down, I don't think, right? You can get them taken down, but it's an incredibly laborious process, and you have to prove... Like you have to prove without a shadow of a doubt that these things didn't happen. And it's like, it's just hearsay. It's one person's word against the other. Right. Unless they do, unless they curse, unless they insult a, a human that works for you, unless they mention a, somebody like, by name or whatever. Yeah. If they mention a competing restaurant and they're like, this place isn't nearly as good as blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Then like, there's like very few things you can use to get them taken down. So it's bullshit. Bullshit. Well, anyway, it was a fun game. Very fun. Yes. And Melissa, thank you so much. This has been amazing. What can we like, where can we find you? How can we follow you? What do you got going on? Um, Sure. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. Same handle at M underscore S-T-O-K-S. I do stand up literally anywhere. Anyone will have me ever. Nice. Um, (laughs) But I, especially the third Monday of the month, I have a show at Union Hall in Brooklyn called Starfuckers. Um, the whole lineup is the same astrology sign. So it's kind of fun and gimmicky. Ah. Um, and then I have a show where I play Ashley Simpson. It's about 9-11. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I'll probably do it in New York again. But um, if you're in L.A., I'll probably come to L.A. next. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. 
cool. Give Melissa a follow. And thank you guys for thank listening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. It's so been great. fun. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a war story of your own you would like to share, please email it to us at btdubspod at gmail.com. That is B-T-D-U-B-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. We will be reading them on future episodes, and also we would just love to hear about your trauma. Thanks again, and see you next week.